This is Wicket's World with Mike Wicket on 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Going to be a real short show today. We are going to get out a little early. Cubs baseball comes your way. This is going to become a thing (laughs) for a lot of the summer. If uh, you're listening for uh, Chicago Cubs baseball, of course, we're your home here in Des Moines for the Cubbies. It'll be Cubs and Rangers. Cubs and Rangers, game one at Wrigley Field coming up at uh, 1245 for the pregame with Zach Zaidman, Pat, and Ron. We'll have the first pitch uh, around 120, and then we'll have Cubs baseball throughout the week, uh, the weekend, I should say. Still to come, why Fran McCaffrey is basically the Detroit Lions of the Big Ten, uh, and our producer Kira has a hockey minute. Get pumped. Kira said, you have to hear this audio. So get ready, hockey fans. But first, uh, joining me right now from WisconsinSportsHeroics.com, McQuaid Arnold is here because I was putzing around. Uh, hi, McQuaid. Thank you for coming on the air, man. Uh, glad to have you. Hey, I'm I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me on. It's an honor. So, honor, schmoner. <laughs> Even Kira laughed at that one. <laughs> um, you know, I was putzing around WisconsinSportsHeroics.com, as I've been known to do, and I see the story that you posted about the the Craig Carton rumor. And Craig Carton, uh, New York host, uh, sports radio host, Fox Sports 1, talking about one of the rumors that is out there about Aaron Rodgers. As we're all waiting for Rodgers to the Jets to happen, Carton says that the San Francisco 49ers are actually a team that might be interested or having talks or whatever that may be. Realistically, McQuaid, when you are looking at what the, the, the Niners can offer, which is not a ton because they don't have any first-round picks. They gave them away for Trey Lance. Do you think this is a serious rumor, or is this a sports talk rumor? More than more than anything else, I think that it could be the Green Bay uh, area or media or even the coaching staff leaking some information to try and you know prod the Jets to give a little bit better offer uh, to get something out there. And, and the Packers have been very adamant that they will not trade uh, Aaron Rodgers within the NFC. However, I do think that if there's a slight possibility, right, that Green Bay is is okay with or not on board with the idea of possibly being a Super Bowl contender year one with Jordan Love. I mean, they weren't with Aaron Rodgers year one. They take or they they ask for you know the 49ers 2024 first round draft pick and load up with two first round draft picks in the 2024 draft. And hey, if Jordan Love doesn't pan out what we think he is, or or we're not convinced after one year. You got two first round draft picks in that 2024 draft. To maybe move up and get a quarterback in that draft. And that draft is also supposed to be littered with with a ton of quarterback talent. So as of right now, I do think the Jets are still number one option, and I, I don't foresee a a realistic trade right now happening within the, within the NFC. If the Jets keep dragging their feet, or the Packers aren't happy, you, you know I wouldn't rule out. Uh, a, a interconference trade for Aaron Rodgers. You know the 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 compensation with the Jets for Aaron Rodgers says, and it sounds like the Jets don't want to part with pick thirteen. Although I love the hashtag thirteen for twelve, trading number thirteen for uh, number twelve. But if it's say the two twos and a conditional pick next year, that's a third. It could become a second, or if it's this first round pick in twenty twenty four. If your Packers GM Brian Gutekunst 
Are you making the Niners trade over the Jets trade? I honestly am. The, the Niners have three third-round picks in the 2023 NFL draft. You could get one or maybe two of those, and then possibly the first-round draft pick next year. Um, I'm not sure if there's going to be a first-round draft pick this year that that chain that go that makes Green Bay go from you know what they are now to Super Bowl contender if they're currently not one. Uh, and that was that would create a, a really really interesting 2024 draft for the Packers. And uh, yeah, like I said, the Packers they went I believe six and ten Rogers first year starting. So I don't know if they have Super Bowl expectations this year, but thinking about that future and if, if they feel like the Jets are 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 lowballing them, you know, I I would take that for an honors trade. Talking to McQuaid Arnold, WisconsinSportsHeroics.com. Follow him on Twitter, at McQuaid Arnold. I'm Mike Wicked here on ESPN Des Moines. We're all sitting and waiting, and I'd love to know where you stand on the question that everyone seems to have an answer, but I don't know if anybody's right. Who's got leverage, the Packers or the Jets? Uh, that is that is the, the, the great question. I think that it goes back and forth. The Jets, obviously the Packers want to get a first round or, or you know, high conversation this year in the draft, but if they don't feel like they can, uh, um, if the Packers aren't, aren't happy with the Jets they're offering, you know, think to the, to the 2024 draft. However, the Packers also, they're not, it's not going to affect their salary cap much difference wise, whether they trade them now or they trade them the, the day before week one, the Packers can sit on this Aaron Rodgers contract for, for a while. And I would lean maybe a little bit towards the Jets one to get the deal done before training camp and OTAs and all of those things. Aaron Rodgers, seems to maybe want to skip out on some years. He might actually attend it this year when he's not part of a new team. I think that as of right now, I think both teams feel comfortable in, in, uh, in waiting it out, but there's going to be a point in time where the jets need their quarterback one in house to start working with the team. So if we're talking long-term leverage it's got to be the jets want to get a deal done to get their quarterback in house. Nathaniel Hackett in Alan Lazard in today, Tim Boyle, a former Packers quarterback who worked with Aaron Rodgers, who was on this Packers roster with Rodgers in, uh, I just saw Pat McAfee put on the air that Rodgers and Lazard are working out together today in California. Like wh- is there, what are the chances this actually does not happen of Rodgers to the jets? I think it's very minimal at this point. And if Green Bay starts talking about the, the Niners or even the Patriots have, have slowly been talked about as a trade, Aaron Rodgers could threaten the, uh, the um, you know, retirement package. I don't think he's going to miss out on $60 million. I think he's committed to playing now. So I do think that if start, trade stocks start happening with a different team, that Rodgers would have to at least entertain it. But um, the Jets... I don't think the Packers either want to leave Aaron Rodgers a bad taste. I think this Jets trade is going to be top priority for all sides, but it is very interesting to see other teams come out of the woodwork. For and I mean the Jets are doing it what the Broncos did last year, but they're just on steroids with it, with coaching and players and everything. I would love to know if there is or if there are serious conversations going on. Maybe not with San Francisco, because like like you said, I, there's no way I think that Gudikins wants to trade him within the conference. Just on a chance we could have a repeat of what happened when Favre made his way from New York into Minnesota. And and I don't want to see, I think Packers fans don't want to see that actually happen again. So send him to New York and, and, and who knows what happens, but keep him out of the NFC. But do you think that there are other teams that we don't know about publicly? We know about the jets and the carton rumor about the Niners, but you mentioned the Patriots. Are, Are they actually a possibility 
as of right now, I think it's even less of a possibility than the Niners are, but they're definitely a, but these ones, these are the sports rumors, sports media rumors that yes. we're hearing, but you got to think about it. It makes sense. You know, get them out of the NFC. The, the, the Patriots, Mac Jones and Bill Belichick are clearly on the same page. They don't get along. They, they butt heads the last year or so. Uh, and then even, you know, dating back when the rumors first started, the Titans, I don't think that they're going to be sold on Ryan Tannehill being their, their Super Bowl quarterback. They have both, both teams have first round draft picks that they could offer this year for Aaron Rodgers. Um, those are two teams that, that I wouldn't completely rule out if, if for whatever reason the floor falls out from this New York Jets trade. Those are both teams that I think that would be in the running to, to at least make an offer for Aaron Rodgers. And Bill Belichick has praised Aaron Rodgers throughout his career. I think that we both we all know that how highly Belichick thinks of Rodgers. Man, imagine if you're Rodgers and you're sitting around and, you, and he doesn't have a no-trade clause thing going on right now, but Rodgers kind of has the, well, if you trade me there, I'm going to retire. If you don't trade exactly. me, if you trade, he's got that kind of leverage to play. You think about the Titans. Now, there's rumors they're going to move on from Derrick Henry and just go in a different direction, but that's the easier division to win. The NFC West is still good. You think Seattle's on the come with, with Geno Smith and company um, and, and the picks that they get they have. You, you think about the AFC East, if you were to go to the Jets or Patriots, that division is loaded with Buffalo, but the AFC South sucks. So if he wants to get, have, have some success outside of battling Jacksonville, nobody in that division is any good. And and the the Jet and and the Titans they have they have a, a a solid offensive line. If they find a way to keep Derrick Henry, you get a one of the best rushing attacks in the league behind Aaron Rodgers to 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 help mitigate that that pass rush or or just the focus on the passing game in general. The Titans might be his best option to go to a new team and walk to the division title and get to the playoffs. Yeah, it's true. I mean, and and you mentioned Henry. I would also phrase that as. The Titans have one of the best running games in the NFL for Aaron Rodgers to audible out of. So, I mean, he did that. <laughs> he did that for so many years in Green Bay. Wouldn't shock me if he also did it if he were to go to Tennessee. Hey, let's get to the draft real quick. McQuaid Arnold joining me right now from WisconsinSportsHeroics.com. Follow him on Twitter, at McQuaid Arnold. If there is no trade in the first round and the Packers are just sitting there at 15, I know that at Wisconsin Sports Heroics, you guys have every mock, every rumor, every trade package, every trade up, every trade back, everything. But in your dream scenario, who's there at 15 for Green Bay to take? You know, I know that it probably rub Aaron Rodgers the wrong way, but I think for the first time since 2002, when we took Javon Walker with the 20th overall pick, I think we go wide receiver Jackson Smith uh, Jigba from, sorry for butchered that name, from Ohio State. Uh, that would be an incredible compliment in the slot to Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. I think that'd be a perfect fit, but if he does not, he's not there. We got the Patriots, but we got the Texans picking before us a few wide receiver needy teams. Um, I would love to see safety or even defensive end. Um, those, those three positions are really what I'm looking at now. A lot of people are going to say tight end. And I agree with that 100%. That is a big need for the Packers this off season. And I would love it if the green Bay Packers took a tight end in round one, but I don't think the Packers will ever take a tight end in round one. Last time they did that was Bubba Franks in the year 2000. I don't think it's ever going to happen again. Yeah, if JSN is there at 15, the receiver from Ohio State, you take him, then you take Darnell Washington, the tight end, sometime in that second round, and you build a statue and you get ready for a championship run and a championship dynasty for Jordan Love. That's where I'm at right now, McQuaid. Aaron Rodgers took three years to win a, win a Super Bowl in Green Bay after starting for, for after starting. I'll give Jordan Love two years. 
<laughs> we get that. McQuaid, thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate it so much. Uh, continued success, WisconsinSportsHeroics.com. Uh, thanks for the time. Thank you so much. McQuaid Arnold. Follow him on Twitter, at McQuaid Arnold. And again, read his wonderful work, WisconsinSportsHeroics.com. All kinds of rumors around the Packers. And it's sort of like, see, here's the way this, this seemingly feels like it is working right now. Everyone knows, especially when Rodgers went on the McAfee show, everyone knows that he wants to play for the Jets and the Jets want, want him to play for them, right? Everybody knows that. We've kind of been in this holding pattern for two or three weeks. Whenever that interview was, we've all just kind of been in this holding pattern. Like, okay, who's going to play chicken? Who's going to blink first? Is it going to be the Jets? Because if Green, honestly, if the Jets said, we'll give you a first round pick, we'll give you number 13 in the draft and like a, a second, a one and a two or something like that. Green Bay will pick up the phone and say, deal. All right. Meanwhile, if, Green Bay's like, you know what? We'll just take the two twos and call it a day. Two second round picks. The Jets would say, sure. But who's going to blink first? Now, if you're the Packers, the idea is, and here, this is something to think about. Because now the latest rumors, as we're all in this holding pattern, waiting, the world is waiting on Aaron Rodgers again. And the world is waiting on what his future is going to be again. But if the Jets do, if the deal does go down and Green Bay gets two second round picks, you're going to want those before the second round. You're going to want those before the first round. Because those two second round picks, which are both in the 40s, I think Green Bay would wind up having three straight selections, as weird as it would work out. And I don't know how often that's ever happened in the NFL draft. But you could use those two of those picks to move back into the first round. You could definitely do that. But that's why the deal has to get done before round one in Kansas City in three weeks. More on the, uh, the, the rumor about the 49ers coming up. We're going to hear from Craig Carton. And I want to get to why Iowa's Fran McCaffrey is the Detroit Lions of the Big Ten. We'll get to that. Wicket needs a timeout. He'll be back soon. You're listening to 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. One zero two one FM and thirteen fifty ESPN Des Moines. My name is Mike Wicket. This is Wicket's World. Coming up twelve forty five. Get you over to Cubs baseball. Cubs and Rangers from Wrigley Field. Game one of a three game series. Let me look at my schedule here. Let me move my peeps out of the way because we're going to talk about those in a bit. Uh, Cubs then tomorrow right here on ESPN Des Moines two thirty for game two and then twelve forty five for the pregame on Sunday for the finale. Of course, I Cubs baseball all weekend. Uh, over on our sister station, AM 940. So talking a little bit about the uh, the Packers and the rumors that are out, because we're all still sitting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, as we're always doing. We're waiting and waiting and waiting for Aaron Rodgers' season. And then there was this bit of a rumor. And I don't know. I would say, like, the Packers-Jets trade, I feel, is 95% going to happen. There's 5% of me that thinks it might not, because that 5% is broken down into maybe retirement, maybe another team, and then I don't know what the other option is. Maybe I'm like 98% sure. I don't know. But then there was this rumor that popped up about another team that would be interested in Aaron Rodgers, and that is the San Francisco 49ers. And Craig Carton from Fox Sports and one of the big powerhouse 
uh, sports talk stations in New York, said that the 49ers, who are looking at Aaron Rodgers, need Aaron Rodgers. They have Trey Lance coming off a broken ankle. Uh-huh. They've got Brock Purdy, who's not going to be throwing the ball till August or September. John. And they signed Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. They do not have a quarterback right now. Maybe Trey becomes a stud. We don't know. We have, we're not sure about Trey Lance, and we don't know about Brock Purdy, right? I mean, I think around here, fans, big fans of Brock Purdy, obviously. But you moved picks. You moved first-round picks to move up and get Trey Lance. As much as... It's such a weird situation, right? Like, you look at Brock Purdy, and you're like, there's no way you can take Brock Purdy and look at him, measure him against Trey Lance and the physical gifts that Trey Lance has and say that Brock Purdy's got to be the guy. Meanwhile, Mr. Irrelevant went 7-0 and in the regular season last year, and if he doesn't bust his elbow, maybe they beat the Niners and go to the Super Bowl. I, I, who knows? But if you have a chance to go get Aaron Rodgers, maybe for one year, it's worth it. And Carton says that this trade, and I agree with him. I mean, it does make sense. Aaron Rodgers is from the area and has always said, you know, I might want to go home one day. Now, he famously also said, I want to screw it to San Francisco for not drafting me. Right. Well, he's already done that, okay? So here's the reality. San Francisco does not have a first-round draft pick in this draft. They gave them all away to get Trey Lance. They do, however because of compensatory picks, have like five third-round picks. So the conversation has been multiple third-round picks in this draft and a first-round draft pick in next year's draft. Now, you can only do this when you have cheap quarterbacks on your roster. You can't do this when you have guys with salaries like Aaron Rodgers on your roster or Russell Wilson or Patrick Mahomes. You can't add a $60 million clip to your, to your payroll. And be like, hey, we're good. But because Trey Lance is a rookie, or on a rookie deal, Brock Purdy, rookie deal, Sam Darnold, cheap fill-in, stopgap, don't screw the whole thing up kind of deal. You can make a move for Rodgers. Now, it's so, it's so interesting, and I was trying to get a guy in from San Francisco, and my buddy Grant Cohen from SI, who comes on all the time to talk Niners with me, uh, he's on vacation, so I couldn't get him off the beach. He texts me, on vacation, back tomorrow. All right, maybe we'll get him on down the road. But if you're San Francisco, are you? Do you look at 2020? Because Purdy can't throw till August or September because there was a delay in his surgery, and Trey Lance probably isn't totally healthy for a while. So if you're the Niners and you have this, and you've been dealing with this, if you're a 49ers fan for years now, you have a Super Bowl roster with one glaring spot. You don't have a quarterback that can win you. A championship. You had Garoppolo. He got you there. They didn't win it. Garoppolo's ceiling is what it is. Darnold's not going to win you a Super Bowl. But you are loaded all around. You've got Ayuk. And you've got uh, George Kittle. And you've got Debo. And you've, you've got running backs. And the defense is absolutely loaded. I mean, you ha- you've got Christian McCaffrey in your backfield. Everything Your offensive line is good. You've got Trent Williams there. If you're San Francisco, how much more of your future can you mortgage if you want to bring in Rodgers without certainty that he's going to come for two years? And would you want him for two years? I I understand that if you give up a 2024 first-round pick and some thirds, that is a ton. 
and ask the Rams about having no draft equity, all right? No draft capital whatsoever. But if you're the Niners and you have got this roster ready-made to win the Super Bowl, except for that glaring hole of Trey Lance injured, Brock Purdy injured, Sam Darnold sucks. If you have that glaring hole right there in the middle, if you plug in Aaron Rodgers, you're immediately the favorite at least to win the NFC. With all due respect to what's going on in Philly, they've lost a lot on defense. They lost Miles Sanders. You're immediately the favorite in the NFC if you're the Niners and you add Aaron Rodgers. And should everyone stay healthy? And, and obviously, health plays a lot into this. Is it worth it to give up another first-round pick, a 2024 first-round pick, because they don't have one coming up in a couple weeks, and some threes this year? That's the, the, the way the thing. But then, think about this, too. If you don't get confirmation that Rodgers wants to play two years, but you only get one year out of him, is that the worst thing in the world when you have Rodgers sitting ahead of Trey Lance and Brock Purdy, who are both battling to be your franchise quarterback? Because Rodgers is not a six-year plan. He's a one, maybe a two-year plan. And then you have to figure out, probably midway through this season, are you going to go with Lance? Or maybe next offseason, are you going to go with Lance? Are you going to go with Purdy? Which one are you going to go with? The guy that won you football games or the guy you mortgaged a lot of your future for? I mean, to be a San Francisco 49er fan and to have this, this swirling rumor of Aaron Rodgers over you, that's, that makes that's got to make for some great conversation. Absolutely fascinating conversation. And then if you are, you know, the, the, the Green Bay Packers, maybe you're laughing at all of this. Maybe you're laughing at Craig Carton. Maybe you're laughing at, at Mike Wickett. Maybe you're laughing at McQuaid Arnold from WisconsinSportsHeroics.com for even writing a story about this. But hey, man, a lot of stuff has happened in my lifetime that I did not think was, was ever going to happen. All right? There were a lot of things that went down in my life, sports and not sports, that I was like, no, I didn't, didn't see that coming. Did not see that coming. I mean, seven or eight years ago, who would have said Donald Trump was going to be our president? I don't care if you're a Trump fan or you hate Donald Trump. I don't care where you stand on that guy. All right? The Simpsons, it The Simpsons, out. of course. Right. If the Simpsons predict it, then how serious could you take something like that? And I don't care, like I said, if you are, are a Trump supporter or a Trump, you know, hater, whatever. I don't care. So Rogers to the Niners... Wouldn't be as surprising as Trump as president, right? Ten years ago, Trump as president, we were like, come on, the dude hosts a TV show and Missing Universe or whatever. And then he won. <laughs> and he defied all the odds. And I'm not going political, I promise. But you know what I mean. That's what, that's what I'm trying to say. So I, it, would, it would be very surprising, but I'm not blown away by any. My mother asked me one time, Mike, does anything shock you anymore? No. No, it really doesn't. Nothing surprised. Once Trump won, nothing surprised me anymore. You know, I've, I've been to parties where I've seen some weird stuff go on. Nothing surprises me anymore. Not at all. So Rodgers to the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Surprising? Sure, maybe, but not shocking. Wouldn't shock me because anything is possible in sports. And if you're the Niners and you're like, we're going to go all in and then we'll figure out 2024 and 2025. But if we can get Rodgers in here to dish the ball to Kittle, dish the ball to Debo, dish the ball to Ayuk, dish the ball to uh, Christian McCaffrey, let our Super Bowl defense, our Super Bowl caliber defense, uh, you know, handle things. 
you do it, right? Don't you mortgage it to win? Like, if you're a Rams fan, you're like, well, our future kind of sucks right now. We don't know about Matt Stafford's elbow, but we got a ring. We got a trophy. Feels good, right? For sure. Um, meanwhile, one more thing, too. If it does wind up being the Jets, and I, um, you know, I, I think it's, I think we all agree about 98, 99%, it's still going to wind up being the Jets where Rodgers ends up, doesn't it? And if that does happen, while I disagree with, uh, with, uh, with Harry Douglas, whose show I'm interrupting today. While I do disagree, he says they're the favorite in New York to win the AFC East if they get 12. If the New York Jets, if Aaron Rodgers is there, and along with Odell Beckham Jr., I think they do become the favorites. You now look at a group that not, not only is adding, you know, playoff experience, you talk about Super Bowl guys as well. Aaron Rodgers has a Super Bowl uh, appearance and a win on his resume. You look at Alan Lazard, he has playoff experience. Miko Harmon, he has two Super Bowls. You look at Odell Beckham Jr., he has a Super Bowl win. So not only are you adding more pieces, you're adding guys with experience in the playoffs. So I'm taking Well, you could take them if you want, but I think you're wrong. I, I think the answer is still the Buffalo Bills to win, but I think... I, I do think that that Rodgers makes that a, a, a wild card team, a ten win, eleven win wild card team in the AFC East. I do want to switch gears, come back here to Iowa real quick, and get away from the NFL. Chris Murray from the Iowa Hawkeyes has declared for the NBA draft. He put out a big statement, a big thing on Twitter. You know, I want to thank McCaffrey, the coaching staff, teammates, Hawkeye Nation, incredible three years from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Honor to wear the black and gold. You know, all the stuff you're supposed to say when you say thank you. And then now it's time for my next chapter in my basketball journey. With that being said, I'll be entering my name into the 2023 NBA draft. I have seen him as a, a, a possible lottery pick. More likely a middle of the first round, early like 20 in the NBA draft, which is coming up in June. But think about this if you're an Iowa fan. And I don't know what your expectations are for the Iowa basketball program. But think about this. Name another coach outside of Fran McCaffrey who could take the best seasons of two NBA lottery picks and the 2021 NCAA National Player of the Year in Luka Garza and win a grand total of one tournament game in three years. And it was over a 15 seed in Grand Canyon. How does this guy keep his job? How does Fran McCaffrey wait? I mean, the Lions wasted more NFL talent, Hall of Fame talent, than any team in the National Football League. They had Barry Sanders, and they had Calvin Johnson, and I believe Matt Stafford is a borderline Hall of Famer. But only Fran McCaffrey could take the best seasons of two lottery picks and the player of the year nationally and only win one NCAA tournament game, and it was over a 15 seed in Grand Canyon. And I, an Iowa fan is fine with that. Like, you're not fine with it, but you're not excited about it. It's kind of like I look at, uh, at Coach Ferentz in Iowa City. How much first-round talent, second-round talent keeps coming out of that program? Especially on the lines. You know, tight end you... All Americans up and down the offensive line. Guys that go on to have decent NFL career. All that NFL talent. And they win seven games a year and get you excited to go to the Music City Bowl. Iowa football is the Iowa basketball of the Big Ten football world. And I don't understand why Hawkeye fans keep putting up with it. And don't get me started on Baby Ferentz's new contract. All right, coming up, Kira, are you jacked?
Kira's got a hockey minute. I have to find out, do I need to call my mom and ask her this big question? Because I think I'm being rude, but I need to know if it, am I really being rude if I do this? Super related. Both things super related. Heck yeah! And freeze-dried peeps. It's all next. Like ESPN Des Moines on Facebook and Wicket's World live in real time. This is 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. It's 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. My name is Mike Wicket. Uh, 13 minutes from now, we'll hand it off to Zach Zaidman. And the Cubs Radio Network, Cubs and Rangers Game 1 from Wrigley Field. We'll have Game 1 today, 2 tomorrow, and then uh, on Easter Sunday, Game 3, the finale of this three-game series. I-Cubs baseball over on Hope 940 all weekend. If you want to know uh, what's going on with the future stars of your Chicago Cubs. And then I think we have Sunday Night Baseball, Padres and Braves on Sunday night here on ESPN Des Moines. As always, you know, basketball season ends. Boom! We've got live sports all summer. We've always got live sports here on this radio station for you. 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN. Des Moines coming up. Kira, we will eat peeps. But not the normal way you eat peeps. <laughs> not the normal way. By putting them straight in the trash. That's the right way to eat a peep. But <laughs> someone has brought us a new peeps recipe. So oh, okay. we'll have to try them before we get out of here at 1245 for Cubs baseball. So... Kira walks by my desk today, and Kira is the resident hockey fan in, on this at this radio station. And she says, there's actual hockey news to get to. And I said, why, Kira? Why is there actual? Tell us what actual hockey news happened. All righty. Oh, my. <laughs> Kira's got a script. Go ahead. The Seattle Kraken have clinched <laughs> their first playoff berth in franchise history after... In franchise history? They've been franchise around for history. an hour. They've been around for one year. Franchise history. <laughs> after defeating... Wait, go on. After defeating the Arizona Coyotes, which no one is shocked by. I thought they moved. Didn't they move? <laughs> the didn't Coyotes? They go, didn't they go to Winnipeg? No. Who went to Winnipeg? Didn't somebody go to Winnipeg? Do the Jets exist, or did that go the other way? I thought... <laughs> I thought Phoenix was gone. <laughs> no. Okay. Oh, so, no, no. So the big accomplishment yes. in the world of hockey yes. is that the expansion Kraken. Yeah. In their, is this their second year? Yes. Okay. In their second year in a league where half the teams in the NHL actually make the playoffs, mm -hmm. they got in. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Are they the, they're the eight seed, I assume? Uh, and I they're in the you. West. So they, who's the one seed in the West? I couldn't tell you. Kira, I'm sorry. Kira. Kira. <laughs> I'm sorry. Somebody right now is screaming at their radio. I know. Like, is it Vegas? <laughs> I, I, was, I Honestly, I don't pay I enough don't attention to the Vegas. NHL. I will say, like, I love might Stanley Cup wild, play. Honestly. Is it sorry. the one? Might be. I don't know. Use the internet machine you have in front of you <laughs> and see if you can. I mean, I used to pay attention to a lot of hockey. <laughs> and now I just don't. I mm. just Cool. I, I just don't. I mean, the Stanley Cup playoffs are always great. And if you want to sit down, you don't even need to have, you know, any kind of rooting interest whatsoever. Mm -mm. But if you want to watch competitive hockey oh, and, and, so and a great, great environment, it's it's definitely worth watching. Colorado's the one. 
uh, I told my best friend in the world who also loves hockey that uh, if they made it to the playoffs, I would go ahead and shell out for ESPN Plus. Oh my! <laughs> to watch, okay. To watch the playoffs. Uh, so, uh, so you're you're buying. Yeah. Okay. Colorado, uh, Dallas, and Minnesota. The Jets are yeah. a team. Look at that. Yeah. Who was who became the Jets? Is that a, are the Florida Panthers still a thing? Yes. They are. Yes. Somebody became the Jets. <laughs> Seriously, right? Well, to bring it back home. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, the Iowa Wild have to earn eight points in their last five games in order to get into their postseason, and they Ooh. play tonight. Ooh. Admirals, right? Ki- uh, the Wolves. The Wolves. The Chicago Wolves. Wait, what? Pretty sure. The, the Wolves? Because I know they have. we're running a commercial for a game against the Admirals. Oh. So I wasn't. Oops. Maybe they play both. Who knows? I, you know, <laughs> you could be right. So there's that. Inf- if, if they're not informed on hockey now, you're listening to the wrong radio station. Because that right there, that was it. Are you going to be watching? So you will watch the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yes. Okay. Very good. Um, I have a quick question for you. Yes. And I, I don't know if my mom is watching. Oftentimes I see the thing <laughs> pop up and my mom is watching the live stream on Facebook, right? So I don't know if she is or not. So yesterday was her birthday, 75 yesterday. I love you, Mom. Happy 75th birthday, all right? And so I was just in my, they're all in Detroit. That's where my family is. That's where I'm from. And so I was in Michigan with my wife and our three kids for four days. It was absolutely terrible. I mean, the drive there was a terrible drive, Kira. It was the one of the 10 worst experiences. We have a, the kids are four, three, and three, and we have a minivan. And my wife, Lee, drove the entire way. So I had to sit in the, Far back, like the third row, with the oldest in a car seat, and the other two are in car seats. And so I'm in my little area. I brought one of those grabber things so I could reach and get stuff. But when you're when you're six two and all arms and legs like I am, you know, you stand up, you bang your head on the overhead thing, it opens up, then you turn, you hit your face on it. Uh you when you hit your face, then you pull out a cord on the iPad, you have to put the iPad cord back in. Somebody drops something, somebody's upset. It was hell. It was 12 hours. 12? In, uh, 12. We made it in nine on the way back because we didn't even stop for lunch. We just wow. We just went through McDonald's and threw chicken nuggets at them. Yep. That's the smart thing <laughs> yep. to do. Much smarter than on, on the way there where we stopped. And every stop was 30 minutes because you have to cycle all three kids into the bathroom. And that, it was it was terrible. One of the, But seeing my family was wonderful. And we did a surprise <laughs> birthday for my mom. But her And that was last week. But her birthday was yesterday. And so I don't know if this is terribly impersonal, mm. but I'm my wife and I have just, this is who we are now mm-hmm. for all of our family members, cousins, sister, doesn't matter. I email you a gift card, mm. emailing the gift card. No, that's right? smart. Cause I'm just, I'm not going to, with three kids and a job and the house and everything, I'm not going to remember to go get a card, buy the gift card, put the gift card in the card, fill it out, go to the mailbox, get a stamp, not gonna who has time for that right so just click email that's the way things are now i sent one to my mom yesterday i sent her a gift card to kohl's that is her happy Mm -hmm. place her happiest place in the world is kohl's Mm -hmm. i don't know if she got it because my mom is 75 and i don't know if she is savvy enough or checks her email every day like you check your email how many times a day kira too many yeah right too many it's a problem. It's on my phone. It's on my watch. Yeah. Like every time an email comes into the two email accounts I use the most, I always get notifications. 
My mom isn't of that generation. Mm. She's a boomer. Mm. She's not of that generation. So I think if I don't hear back from her by like six o'clock tonight, I should just shoot her the text like, hey, did you check your email? Because your son didn't for I tried calling her twice and she didn't pick up yesterday. And so I sent the card via email. So it's I I have to be like, hey, did you get the gift we sent you? I don't think that's a bad thing is that impersonal no okay i will say though i think we don't give uh our parents and grandparents enough credit my grandfather was the first of my two grandparents to suggest that he start venmoing me like birthday money smart so yeah that would be awesome shout out to mark jones senior what up mark (laughs) when i was visiting my father once and he is 76 he has a tablet just a an android tablet we got him the most basic thing, mostly so he could, and he's figured it out, we could video with the kids. This was during COVID. Aww. So, like, he could see my kids because we weren't traveling, mm-hmm. you know, to and from. And I went to visit him about a year later, and I'm like, how is this thing so slow? Like, it's not a, it's a he doesn't need an extravagant <laughs> iPad. <laughs> I think I know where this is going. But he continue. had over 1,000 tabs <laughs> open. <laughs> Oh, Over a no. <laughs> thousand tabs. Because he didn't know that when you turn it off, it just stays open. Oh, like no. he, he kept opening because he'll, you know, he he isn't super in love with the internet like my generation sure. is. So he's playing a game. It is like daily <laughs> trivia question. And he'll get on Facebook once in a while. He had a thousand tabs open because I kept closing them. I'm like, why is this not getting any faster? I was closing them one at a time. And so I I looked up online how to close them all. You just hold this one spot on the tablet. And it said, (laughs) are you sure you want to close 976 tabs? And I'm like, wicked. I know. Papa wicked. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, yes, I would like to close nine. And then you start the thing over and it works great. All of a sudden, it worked great. I'm like, Dad, you know you had 900 or over 1,000 tabs open? And he said, what does that mean? (laughs) You know, again, generationally, and I can't wait. My kids are three, three, and four. So when I am in my 70s. Oh, my God. iPads are going to be like ancient technology. They'll be be like, here, let me show you this. It's to chip in my arm. And then a hologram comes up. Oh, my God. Like it's Minority Report. And they'll spin (laughs) everything around like you're Tony Stark and Iron Man. Uh It's going to be nuts. Yeah. So that's that's where we were at for that. Uh, Easter is coming up. Happy Easter to you if you are celebrating this number shocks me because I know one person who likes peeps. You know anybody who likes peeps? No. I know one, my aunt. Mm. She gave my kids peeps for the first time when I was in Michigan. Oh. Yeah, pure sugar. Thanks, yeah. Aunt. Thanks, mm-hmm. Aunt Dean. Uh, this story, this Easter, Americans will devour more than one billion peeps. Who's eating these? <laughs> A billion like, if you would have said a million, I still would have bet the under. Ugh. A billion peeps? And just Americans? Yeah. This this is from the US, uh, ABC. Ugh. This Easter, Americans will devour more than one billion peeps. So the key, uh, 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 the key here is to replace the word devour with buy. And that's still too Still a many. lot. Like, they come in a five-pack, right, or whatever? Many. Yeah. I had, Something like that. But the people in California... Uh, they want to 
Let's see. Erythacin? Erythacin? Something like that? Sure. Red, red number three. It's a <laughs> chemical along with titanium dioxide used to color Skittles mm. and hot tamales. And both red three and erythacin, titanium dioxide, whatever that means, uh, have been linked to cancer. They have been linked to cancer. So they want, the state wants to ban the use of these two chemicals. The U.S. has not banned the chemical from food. They did ban it from makeup. makeup. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you guys can't put it. Okay, got it, got it. All right. Well, we have got some peeps in studio, and they're not your regular peeps. I'm going to give you Dr. Pepper. Okay. Okay, this is a Dr. Pepper flavored peep. I have fruit punch. Now, if you're watching on the video, they're they're harder. Ooh, they're freeze-dried. Do a little ASMR moment. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I like that. Nice. <laughs> they're freeze-dried, so they're not as squishy. Who made these? Uh, Jack, he... Jack Frost? Is yeah, that... something like that. There was a young man in one of our sister station studios over in Star, and this is the company that he runs or works. Does he own it? Yes. Sure, close enough. So these are freeze-dried peeps that we are going to try. Mm. I already know I don't like regular peeps. So we're going to try this real quick before we get out of here before right. Cubs baseball. Oh, God. <laughs> I will say it's better this way. Freeze-dried peep is not the worst thing I've ever had. You're okay? Nope. It's very sweet. I mean, it's just still still pure sugar. <laughs> Kira put put the peep down. Mm. Mm. All right. Cubs baseball coming up next. Thanks for listening. Thanks to McQuaid Arnold. Podcast it, ESPNDesMoines.com, Cubs and Rangers, straight ahead, Zach Zaidman, and then Pat and Ron at 120. Have a great weekend. Happy Easter. Thanks for listening.